Hey, what are you uh what are you humming there, man? Is that Rage Against the Machine? Even better than Rage, even more pure emotion. What is it? What could it possibly be that's more pure than Rage Against the Machine? The 70s Spider-Man cartoon theme song. <gasps> can you sing it for me, Tom? <laughs> sure can. Spider-Man's master plan Built his own little spider clan In the woods, now there's groups Fighting for special interest groups Look out, there goes Spider-Man All right. <laughs> Welcome back to Serious Series of Utmost Importance, the series. I'm Neil. And I'm Tom. And the series we're going to talk about today is... Spider-Man. In uh, movies and TV, I think, right? Yeah, primarily. So, the first Spider-Man movie, I think, was uh, the Sam Raimi one with um, Tobey Maguire in the year 2000, right? Yeah, that was an amazing movie. Are you sure it was the first movie, Tom? It was 2002, I think. Oh, was it 2002? Um, It was was really like the first modern, I guess, comic book movie, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But was it the first Spider-Man movie, Tom? Well, it certainly wasn't the best. I mean, who could forget... uh, Who could forget (laughs) Spider-Man, the epic Japanese... Spider-Man movie from what nineteen seventy something seventy-eight, and actually the year. So the first Spider-Man movie was in nineteen seventy-seven, a made-for-TV movie for American audiences. It was a pilot movie for the Amazing Spider-Man TV show in the seventies, the U.S. version. And then the year after that, um, they had a Japanese Spider-Man movie in nineteen seventy-eight. I see it. It was set between episodes 10 and 11 of the Japanese live-action Spider-Man show. And I didn't know... I I vaguely knew about the Japanese Spider-Man show before we were doing research for this episode, but I didn't know a lot about it. And I'd like to tell you some of the amazing things that I found out about Japanese Spider-Man. So, do you think it's Peter Parker as the protagonist in this? I would have to assume so. It is not. It is uh, Takayu Yamashiro, a 22-year-old motocross racer. He fights the Iron Cross Army in order to avenge his father's death. His father, not his uncle? His father. Um, He acts as a weakling in front of his friend so they don't discover his secret identity. When he introduces himself in each episode, he does a dramatic pose like the Power Rangers. But this was before Power Rangers, so all that stuff is... uh, is a spiritual successor of this okay and um like the flash his costume is stored in a piece of jewelry on him that uh and the costume gets released and wraps around him instantly but it's a spider bracelet for him not a ring oh um stan lee liked the show despite all the changes from the spider-man mythology Uh uh-huh and 
I mean, what else is there to say? I don't think there's anything. Oh, wait, he has a giant robot. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Gundam style? Uh, like yeah. Like, basically everything Japanese? His giant robot is called Leopardon. <laughs> so I think... This has nothing to do with... Like, no, he, he's, he's Spider-Man. Spider okay. Same costume and everything? Mm-hmm. And I think... Without ever having seen an episode of that show or the movie, I can 100% say this is the best Spider-Man adaptation that could possibly be. Well, I know that it's actually, like, it's called in Japanese, Tsupaidaman. Really? Yeah, I'm reading that. Tsupaidaman. <laughs> uh, we, should, we should definitely binge watch this show. It's on Netflix. Yeah. So it's about, uh, so his enemy is the Iron Cross Army, which is sabotaging oil tankers with the help of their monster, the Sea Devil, a semi-mechanical anthropomorphic swordfish. <laughs> yeah, ability... yeah, of course. Yeah, you don't remember that from uh, from all it the Spider-Man stuff you read growing up? It shoots torpedoes out of its mouth. Yeah, of course. Who so else would he fight? No, there's no, like, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, uh, Venom... No, I see. I think all of those are inventions. Um, there must have been rights issues or something. All of those villains are just crappy spin-offs of the Sea Devil. Oh right. Yeah, of course. They all kind of are. Pretty much, you can trace where each enemy comes from in relation to a giant mechanical swordfish. You know, like uh, Vulture, for instance. You know, go from swordfish. Get over to land animals, velociraptors, <laughs> vulture. Absolutely. Trace it right there. Um, I'm getting a little bit of an echo effect when you're talking. Okay. Are you, yeah, I'm not sure if that's just on my end or not. Um, if you, um, it might not be, but I just don't want to like lose the rest of the audio if it's a thing. It's better now. One more time. How about now? Okay, I just realized what it was. It's totally my fault. It's because I have this two different audio sources on the ear. I'm right doing now. the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So. So after, I guess, in between, Japanese. Well, there were a ser the series of amazing Spider-Man. TV shows. Mm -hmm. uh, were it was just a series of movies, right? Was it? Of, I think so. Or I, are you talking about the animated show? No. Well, I don't know. Was it no? It was live action. Are oh, you talking about the 1978 American one? Yes, but then there was Spider-Man Strikes Back. Oh. Which came before the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> it was 1978. And then Spider-Man The Dragon's Challenge. Can you please awesome. educate me on the plot of Spider-Man The Dragon's Challenge? I sure can. It sounds really cool. Um, so it's a composite of uh, these two episodes called The Chinese Web. So basically Spider-Man... Um, it's involved with this like Chinese 
Aang or something. Um, this guy Min Lo Chan is the Chinese Minister of Industrial Development, who just happens to be an old college friend of A. Jonah Jameson. Oh my god. Newspaper editor. <laughs> um, and there's some plot involving Mao Zedong. This guy's fleeing from the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and so I think Spider-Man has to save this guy's life from Chinese spies or something like that. Wow. So this yeah. is this this is the second American Spider-Man TV third. show. The third. third. So the, okay, let me let me clarify. Oh, sorry. This is a third movie. Third movie in that series. In that series. So this. Okay, so this is the 1977 Amazing Spider-Man TV show, um, right. of which the first movie, the first Spider-Man movie, was the pilot that we were talking about a few minutes ago. Right. And then all these subsequent movies, um, the two... Okay, I gotcha. So Spider-Man in 1977, and then Spider-Man Strikes Back was a sequel to that, and Spider-Man and Dragon's Challenge was a sequel to that. Right. Okay, in but between, between, between Spider-Man and Spider-Man Strikes Back... There was the Japanese Spider-Man movie. Right. Okay, so we got four Spider-Man movies so far. And I think all of these... Okay, the Japanese one is a little bit extreme because there's giant robots. Yeah. The American one, he's basically just fighting regular criminals. They're, like, not, like, super villains, basically. <laughs> um, it's kind of lame. Yeah. Let's let's jump back in time a little bit because we actually skipped over two additional Spider-Man uh, adaptations. Since we're talking about TV shows and movies here, um, if you start with, we should start with the 1967 Spider-Man animated TV show, right? Which ran from 1967 to 1970, and that's the one where if you've seen that meme online of cartoon Spider-Man sitting at a desk. Or nice. Cartoon Spider-Man pointing at the other Cartoon Spider-Man. That's what that's from. Um, and that was the one with the theme song the, that ma that became famous. The one that right. Tom uh, was so faithfully humming at the beginning of this episode. Yes, not Rage Against the Machine. Um, and then in 1974, you have Spidey Super Stories. <laughs> and you know the Electric Company? What? The Electric Company was that educational yeah. uh, TV show. Spider-Man was a recurring character on uh, a recurring skit on that. That is really weird. Yeah. Um, so this is actually the first live-action rendition of Spider-Man. Huh. Yeah. What? So I have a question for you. Yes. Why is there a hyphen in between Spider and Man? Is there really always the a hyphen? Only, really the only, like, superhero with, like, that kind of name. Like, Superman, Batman. Even, um, like, Wonder Woman. Well, Wonder Woman's two words. Right. Batman is one word. Superman is one word. Uh, I have always written Spider-Man as a single word, because... I, I actually didn't know there was a hyphen between those two things. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ant-Man, also. Mm -hmm. so maybe the Marvel guys just like hyphens. Maybe. 
I'm gonna going back to this 1974 Spidey Super Story spinoff of the Electric Company. I'm gonna tell you just a few choice um, episode details. Okay. Who do you think narrates many of uh, the these segments? Mm, I have no idea. I'll give you three guesses. Go. Um, I got Toby McGuire. <laughs> Was he even alive then? Sure. Was no, right? it's not. It's not Toby McGuire. Okay. You were close. Um, Lou Ferrigno. Closer. No. No. Um. Okay. Charles Heston. Oh, almost there. It's Morgan Freeman. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Morgan Freeman plays the character Easy Reader, and he, um, in the first Spidey meets the spoiler segment, and he just plays various different characters in these different episodes. That's insane. Mm hmm. Um, and do you think there's an episode called Spidey Meets the Sack where he fights a man dressed in a hundred pound flour sack who throws vegetables, cream pies, and other food items? at people for amusement i'm gonna guess no yeah you're right no there is and it's morgan freeman is also in that episode playing a police officer ah so wait this is a cartoon or no no this is live action so he's actually in that Mm mm-hmm wow yeah this is a big break policeman (laughs) and that educational show for kids with spider-man in it yeah um so jumping ahead chronologically, mm-hmm. you have the 1981 um, Spider-Man animated show. Mm-hmm. Then you have Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which I don't know. Actually, I've seen a few episodes of this growing up. Did you? I don't think so. So this is the one where it was uh, Spider-Man, Iceman from the X-Men, and Firestar. That. Um, that was a character made for this episode. It kind of reminds me of Starfire. <laughs> Actually, it, looking at the Wikipedia page, it seems to be exactly Starfire, but um, just the Marvel version. Ah. Um, and then after that, you have... Um, I, I think, yeah, then we go to all the movies that we were just talking about, and then you have right. the 1994 Spider-Man TV show, the animated one, which you probably did watch. Yeah, I think I definitely watched... Like, there are always like reruns on... Saturday morning or whatever. That was that was a great show. show. That was maybe my favorite like animated superhero show growing up. I feel like there are a lot of episodes too, so they really fleshed out like a lot of the Mm -hmm. villains and stuff like that. Yeah, but it ended on a cliffhanger and I still remember this. Oh, really? Yeah, Madam Webb. Um like I think Mary Jane was like erased from existence or something and Spider Man was about to go like into the universe to like find her and then the show got cancelled this was the first bring back a show petition I ever signed (laughs) what? yeah it didn't do anything when you were like five? maybe (laughs) Um, then there was a Spider-Man Unlimited cartoon show in 1999 which ran for one season yeah not as good yeah and then you get into uh, the Spider-Man movies 
right. like the real the real Spider-Man movies, the modern right. ones. So you were right, Spider-Man, the first one with Tobey Maguire, came out in two thousand two. That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like it was super cool at the time. Although I will say, a lot of the CGI has not has not lived up uh, in recent years. It looks pretty lame now. But it was still really cool, and it was. It felt like the first time they actually tried hard to make a good superhero movie that wasn't just like a crappy, made for TV 1970s version of it. I think this was actually the second movie uh, like that that you're describing. I think X Men in 2000 was the first one. Which one? The first X Men movie. Oh, that's right. That was two years earlier. Good point. Good point. Um, but this was, I think maybe more popular. I think it did better than the first X-Men movie. Yeah. And it had some great performances. It had um, James Franco. Yeah. It had Willem Dafoe as the best Green Goblin. It was really good. He was very scary. He was so scary, but that's just because Willem Dafoe is scary, I think. I know. His costume was dumb. Really? I thought it was cool. Yeah, but he can't, like, it's just like a, an evil, frozen expression. He can't have facial expressions. That's true. That makes it even more... Well, neither can Spider-Man. Yeah, It's just I a guess. mask. <laughs> Alright, you win this one. <laughs> but you, wouldn't it have been scarier if it was, like, the Green Goblin from the, um, from the animated show, where it's, like, a awesome. guy who's actually, like, a goblin? With, a, with like, a... A purple beanie, yeah. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, but it was it would be scarier, I think. Yeah, maybe they were limited what they could do. Yeah. No, I thought he was pretty scary. It was it was a really cool movie. I think it's what got me into like comic book stuff. In yeah, that was a, that was a, a a really big part of I think our pop culture growing up was yeah. this movie. You know, you have the. the Bone saw is ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, never mind. That's that's that the like guy he's fighting in the wrestling, wrestling ring. Okay, yeah. But other um, parts, uh, like, you know, who can forget our biggest superstar currently, Macy Gray? Was in that? Yeah, she was performing at the um. Um at the ceremony that Green Goblin like attacks oh, where he came and flew through and messed everything up yeah dang well I, I mean I also remember like uh, he, um, when Spider-Man came down upside down and uh, there was like the great MTV uh, of the year between Spider-Man and Crimson Dunst upside down mm-hmm I was definitely parodied many a time. <laughs> yes. Um, and we'll get to this later, but there are elements from these movies that are uh, part of the new Spider-Man movie. Um, but that's just a teaser for later in the episode. Is there anything else you want to say about this first Spider-Man movie, the 2002 one? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think Spider-Man 2 was even better than the first one. In 2004, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the, that was a sequel done properly, you know. Right. 
it took all the elements of the first movie that were kind of meh and it got rid of them and then it made I think the best I, I think this is still the best villain in a, in a superhero movie yeah because he, like he wasn't just you kind of see how he became a villain it was partially through revenge and also partially through being like controlled by some kind of like artificial intelligence mm-hmm. weapon in his claws um, yeah which I guess it, should be like a danger for like the Neuralink or something like that yeah it, it takes a, um, it makes him sympathetic you can see why he believes what he does and you can see how all it took was just a little bit of like evil influence to make him fully evil but it's still it's sad that he's become evil you know you want right. to root for him yes what happened with the with the little gear chip I remember like I can remember it like hot wiring kind of yeah so there was like this modulator chip that was the MacGuffin of the right. actually MacGuffin is not the right word it was like the techno babble that's the right word yeah it was so there's this modulator chip that got damaged and uh, so the evil robotic arms took over and like fried his brain and made him want to give in to his evil impulses. He wanted to, he wanted to make cold fusion. That's right, and that thing went wrong. Mm-hmm. That's how it all happened, right? Yeah, and then he's <laughs> it's like, of course, to do cold fusion, I'll invent these octopus arms that go into my head that I yeah, can of course. control instead of just like controlling it with like a joystick or something well then you'd get duck joystick and that's not as cool <laughs> of a fight yeah. um, actually I know we uh, we were just going to focus on um, film and TV but I do want to mention that the video game adaptation of Spider-Man 2 up until uh, this year was probably the best Spider-Man video game do you think the new one's better? Because that yeah, Spider-Man Two was amazing. Spider-Man Two was amazing. It had the best web, um, yeah, like webbing around, the, around city the city feeling up until this this year's game. Because this one kind of took the open world, which is what made Spider-Man Two the game so great. Yeah, this this is a it. way better game. Damn, you should definitely get this game. It came out earlier this year or last year. Earlier this year, um, they're still releasing DLC for it. Oop. It's like a three-part episode, um, of which I have not played any, but I've heard it's good. Now, does it have like a ton of different villains, like the? Spider-Man yeah, it has different villains. It has. Um, the main villain is actually someone who's not in a lot of other Spider-Man adaptations. It's Mister Negative, who like oh, fights heard with of negative him. energy, and makes Whoa. people like evil. Um, and then there's uh, some surprise secret villains. So he was like, I'm going to be a super evil guy. I'm just going to be called a Mr. Negative. No, he, his character, it's inverted. The color is inverted. Oh, that's he's like cool. a negative so he's like a negative. himself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Still, Mr. Negative? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he calls himself Mr. Negative. I think that's just what people call him. So I'm looking at him now, and his clothes are also negative oh yeah wait don't Does read he... anything about the game there's it'll spoil things for you oh well, i was wondering if he like if he bought clothes that were like <laughs> negative or like i should get a 
black shirt, though. White tie. I think that's one of the age-old issues with superhero costumes. You know, why does the Hulk's pants stay on? That bothers me so much. Just... And then, when he goes back to Bruce Banner, still has pants on. <laughs> Not always. Yeah. I think he's naked in some of the Marvel movies, like the MCU movies. Oh, really? But some, not always. Sometimes he, like... I noticed that in, in the last Thor movie. I was, like, specifically looking for that. You were looking for, for Hulk Dog. I just wanted to see, like, no. I just wanted to see them address it properly. Um, so in between the 2002 Spider-Man movie and Spider-Man 2 in 2004, there was that MTV Spider-Man animated show. What? Did you ever watch that? No, on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only 13 episodes, and it was, like, CGI-y. Was it serious? Um, I think it was supposed to be... Are you... Wait, Tom, are you asking if it was a serious series? <laughs> yes. It's um, important. I think, I think it was meant to be, yeah, dramatic and stuff. Um, oh, but weird. it didn't take off. But Michael Clark Duncan... Uh, from the Green Mile and other things, voiced oh. uh, Kingpin. Right. And I think he actually uh, didn't he play the Kingpin in the Daredevil movie? Oh. Yeah, yeah, he did. So this was surprising from else. that. Okay, that's cool. Well, he looks so much like him that like you would just have to play him yeah. all the time. And Neil Patrick Harris to the voice of Spider-Man. Oh. So it was very early 2000s. Yeah. Um, guest stars? Ready for this? Yeah. Okay, obviously, Stan Lee. Rob Zombie played the lizard. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Eve played uh, some bad guy based on Black Hat. Wait, Eve? Yeah, like singer slash rapper. The singer who, um, is she the one who sings American Boy with Kanye? Um, uh, maybe. I know she was in like some song with Bon Giovanni. Oh no, that's Estelle. I'm thinking of. Okay. She was like, you know, around at the time as a rapper. <laughs> uh, Kathy Griffin. Oh, okay. Why not? Jeremy Piven, a.k.a. Ari from Entourage. <laughs> Why? Uh, you already got Michael... Wait. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Um, those are the big ones. That's... Yeah. Ed Asner. Played A. Jonah Jameson. Really? And Ed Asner, the oh, no. guy from Up? Sorry, he played J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man the Animated Series and Uncle Ben in the Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh, it's well, we haven't even played. gotten to the Spectacular Spider-Man yet. Um, let's. Uh, is there anything else about this Spider-Man, the new animated series, the MTV 2003 show? No, other than I suck. Okay. Um, so then, 2007. Let me paint you a picture. I was so excited to see the conclusion to the Spider-Man trilogy. I remember going with my friends in high school, one of my friends who had never seen a superhero movie, and I was like, no, no, trust me. This Spider-Man is the is going to be the best movie. And one of my friends who I like dragged along 
and he was like, yeah, all right, fine, I'll go. Spider-Man, generally pretty good movies. And we went to see Spider-Man 3. It was and like right when, it was right at the end of the school year. Do I remember that? <laughs> it was like almost summer. Yeah, we went to see Spider-Man 3, and during the climactic fight, I think it was the moment when Spider-Man jumps on top of an American flagpole, and there's the American flag waving behind him, and it just like stays there for like ten seconds. You're just, and I just turned to my friend who had never seen a superhero movie, and I said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> that, that was, was a bad movie. That was one of those movies where, you know, I feel like most movies I saw before that I like loved it, no matter what, no matter mm-hmm. how crappy it was. But that one was so bad; it was one of the first real disappointing moments in my life where I was just like <laughs> the first know, of many life is fair so this movie had a lot of potential um, if for some reason you're not sure which what the story of because the story of this movie is because you've repressed it um, <laughs> it basically at the end of Spider-Man 2 James Franco's Harry Osborn learns that Peter Parker is uh, Spider-Man and he like Who vows he vengeance for killing his father yes he because vengeance. he did that cool backflip over <laughs> his platform and killed Green Goblin in the cemetery. Yeah. Um, so what they do, I think, if I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, is they have like an initial chase slash fight scene between Spider-Man and New Goblin mm-hmm. um, in this so, movie. Well, should have been called the Hobgoblin. He should have been. The Hobgoblin. I think it was I think the first. Hobgoblin is a different What's character. First? Okay. Yeah. He should have been. Still. He should have been the Green Goblin. It should have been the Green Goblin. Um, so they have him knock his head and get amnesia. So stupid. So that's just the first stupid-ass thing they do. Then, um, and I imagine early in the development of this movie, uh, some Sony executive was like, Hey, you know what's a really good show? That 70s show. Okay. You know who should be Venom? Hey. <laughs> Over Grace. I was a big fan of that Sony show, and I was psyched. Um, I actually it didn't mind. Yeah, I didn't mind. Really Over made Grace. no sense. They, they, they picked him uh, over some really muscular dude to be Eddie Brock because he was supposed to be like an evil mirror to Tobey Maguire. So, yeah, exactly. Like another like nerdy Peter Parker type guy. Yeah. The, so the main reason this movie sucks is because Sam Raimi, the director did not want to include Venom. He just wanted... Oh. He wanted one villain. He wanted Sandman. Right. And the Sandman's plot is actually pretty good, I think. He would have been a good villain. Yeah. If it was just him. Like, Sandman and and Harry Osborn would have been enough. Yeah. Sony executives demanded that they include Venom also. There is a chart online that plots superhero... the quality of a superhero movie versus the number of villains and there's a direct uh, negative correlation between the two this is a good example Batman Batman Forever or whatever oh yeah Arnold um yeah this is super convoluted that's that's definitely yeah that's definitely one of the reasons but beyond all of those things, beyond the movie having too many villains, um, 
beyond the director not liking Venom, so making a kind of crappy version of Venom. They made Peter Parker awful. Yeah. Do you remember? He became emo, right? Yeah, do you remember that dance scene? Yes. It has been over (laughs) ten years since I saw that dance scene. The one and only time I've seen this movie. And it's still, I still cringe when I think about it. It's kind of funny now. Yeah. When I watch the YouTube clips. <laughs> but I would, yeah, I would never watch this whole movie again. Ugh. It was horrible. And um. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go. Um, no, I'm just, no. Uh. <laughs> Neither of us know. wants to say anything I, else I'm, I'm about speechless. this abomination. Speechless. Um, so... The initial plan, the reason they made them include Venom in this is because Sony, even at that time, wanted to make a Venom spinoff. Hmm. Um, Venom so like, was a cool character. Yeah, he's still a cool character. Um, but they were going to do a Venom spinoff with Topher Grace, and they were going to also do Spider-Man 4 uh, with the same crew, like Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Sam Raimi directing. Right. And the Vulture was going to be the bad guy in that. Um and I think John Malkovich was supposed to be the vulture and they were going to add Anne sense. Hathaway as Black Cat oh okay yeah <laughs> so they had a lot of potential for this to be a cool Spider-Man 4 and what happened is uh, Sam Raimi I think had such a shitty experience on Spider-Man 3 that he just wasn't like amenable to the studio's uh, interference this time Right. So basically everything just fell apart and they canceled Spider-Man 4. What has he done since then? Sam Raimi? Uh, so yeah. he got to start in horror movies. I know that. I think he might have like, gone back to that. Oh. Oh. He did Evil Dead and they did the Evil Dead TV show. Yeah, yeah, he did that. So he wrote Evil that. Dead. Yep. Um, okay, that's cool. Um. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Drag Me to Hell. That was supposed to be a good horror movie. And he, he did, did that after Great Spider-Man. and Powerful. Oh, with the, with James Franco. Oh God, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Man, that was five years ago. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank God they pulled the plug. Uh, he he did the right thing, sending that <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, so Spider-Man 3 was the end of that continuity. Which was really sad because, I don't know, the first two were great, especially the second one. They deserved another movie to make up for Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about the movie they did after that in a few minutes, but just in between Spider-Man 3 and... um, the other, the new Spider-Man movie after that, there were two shows, two animated shows. Mm-hmm. There was the Spectacular Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and there was Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay, I definitely remember Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, you do? Because I, I don't remember. I don't think I really movies. watched it, but I remember it being around. And yeah, that was definitely. I wasn't watching Disney XD at that point. Yeah, that was well past the time that we started <laughs> that we were watching these. Um, yeah, they just like jammed out these um, Spider-Man 
I can't. Yeah. I will say that in Ultimate Spider-Man, you know who voiced uh, Spider-Man? I do not. Who was it? I'll give you a hint. He was the star of a very popular Nickelodeon live-action sitcom. Morgan Freeman? <laughs> That's close. He Morgan Freeman was in the Amanda show. But it was actually... <laughs> was he really? <laughs> it was actually Drake Bell. Oh my god, Drake Bell. There's a name that... You know what, I want to say that I had high expectations for him, but that would be a lie. I knew he wasn't going anywhere. That is true. Do you know who played J. Jonah Jameson? No, who was it? J.K. Simmons. Really? Same guy who played him in the Spider-Man series that we just talked about. Yeah, wow. Series. You know, I can't believe we talked about this, that those three movies without talking about uh, J.K. Simmons, because those He were... was amazing. Like, he was the best J. Jonah Jameson. I couldn't picture, yeah. He, he just is J. Jonah Jameson. He was so good that in all of the movies since then, no one else has uh, has done J. Jonah Jameson, because how could they compete with that? No. Just the fury in him. Yeah. He was, um... Do you remember when he was cast in... Did you ever see Justice League? I did. He was Commissioner Gordon in that. That's right. Um... I, guess, I, I don't know was, why... I thought he was... I, th- I mean, I like him as an actor. I like him as an actor, too. He, um... He brings some of the J. Jonah Jameson to Whiplash. Did you see Whiplash? Yes. Yeah, so much rage. Yeah. That drummer, Miles Teller drummer, should have just given him pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah, he should have done that instead of doing Fantastic Four. <laughs> oh my god, that was him. <laughs> no, you mean Fant4Stick. Yeah, that's what I mean. Definitely. Um, Let's Commissioner Alright, so that brings us to the first Spider-Man reboot in the modern movies. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised they did a reboot at that point. Mm-hmm. But of course, as we'll discuss, I shouldn't have been surprised based on how history went with reboots, particularly of Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, so they decided instead of doing Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4, I, I, I wonder if it was a rights thing. Maybe it was, like, in order to not have the rights revert back to Marvel. But they made an Amazing Spider-Man movie in 2012 with Andrew mm-hmm. Garfield. Um, they didn't have a Mary Jane in this. They had Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy instead. Right. And the villain in this one was uh, the Lizard. The Lizard. And he was played by, I think, Rise Ifan. Reese Ethan. Reese Ethan's what? He was in Harry Potter, and that's all I know him from. Who was he in Harry? He was, oh. I think, Luna Lovegood's dad. So he's one of those English guys. Oh, apparently he plays Mycroft Holmes in Elementary. So you I would st- know him in that, right? No, I stopped watching Elementary okay. um, before Mycroft many years ago. Then. So the problem. What, what did you think about this movie? Um. I actually thought it was decent. Like, I was totally cool with it. I think I had a hard time, like... It was kind of stupid that they reboot it, and it's like, okay, I already know this story. Like, why are we doing, like, how he becomes Spider-Man again? 
it's with different actors. And even though they replaced Mary Jane, like whatever, it wasn't that different. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, it was just an unnecessary movie. Yeah, just to get money and try to restart things, I guess. Yeah, but so what did you think about Andrew Garfield? I actually liked him. You did, you did not? Um, I liked his Spider-Man. And yeah. I think this is a pretty common take on these, is that uh, Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker, uh-huh. but Andrew Garfield was a better Spider-Man. Oh, so? Like, his Spider-Man was more quippy, more fun, right. Right. but his version of Peter Parker was too cool. Right. He, yeah. like, got Toby with the Maguire hot blonde girl. Cool. He was, like, a skateboarder. Yeah. He wasn't Peter Parker. He was just a dude. That's a good point. He was more like Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson? The bully. Oh. <laughs> you know a lot about this. Um, that was, that's a good point, because one of the things that I think why Spider-Man is so popular is because he probably reminded a lot of comic book readers <laughs> of themselves, right? Like just a, Yeah, probably. Like a super nerdy like scientist dude who like so happened to get bitten by a radioactive spider and is still really skinny and nerdy, but now he can punch people and like have walls and doesn't have to wear glasses anymore. Yeah. Oh, I actually mentioned one point. Yeah. Going back to the original three movies, the I think the biggest thing that even the first two got criticism for was the fact that Spider-Man shot webs out of his skin instead of. Peter Parker building a mechanical shooter. Yeah. Um, I guess a lot I, of people were unhappy about it. Like, <laughs> very angry. Yes, this is the thing that suspends my disbelief about the character with spider powers. It kind of doesn't make sense, though. Like, I could see his him getting little hairs on his finger that it's radioactive spider, anything happened. happen. <laughs> um, I think as because it was so early in like the modern superhero movie uh, phase, this was at the time when they were still shying away from all the comic booky stuff. Like the X Men movies, they didn't have any of the X Men costumes. They just had like leather yeah. skin suits. Right. And I think this is a concession to that because for a general audience, isn't it easier to? It's. It, I think it's easier in like the first big modern adaptation of Spider Man to just be like, all right, he can shoot webs, it doesn't really matter how, rather than, oh, also, he's a super genius, he built this, like, web fluid and shooters. Right. I think, I understand that it's, like, important to the character of Peter Parker, and that's, I think, why they included it in this first reboot, but I think for the first movie, it was fine. Yeah. yeah it was fine. I, like, I didn't, I honestly didn't even know, like, when it came out, that he didn't just shoot it right out of his wrists. Like, I thought that made sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry for the digression. I no, thought no. that was an important... <laughs> this is way less digressions than usual for us in an episode. Yeah, really true. <laughs> um, so, back to Andrew Garfield, yeah. Spider-Man. I thought it was a decent movie. Um, Did you like The Lizard? Uh, I thought it was okay. It was like, fine. It was kind of cool when he transformed into the big crocodile guy. A lizard? Um, yeah. <laughs> He's like I think 
I get that, like, the whole point of the lizard is to try to regrow his arm. Mm-hmm. And is it just that, like, God, whatever he takes makes him crazy or something? Yeah. So, okay. Sure. <laughs> I think how over-talking about The Lizard you are just captures a lot of people's feelings about these two movies. It's also kind of weird that it's his, like, high school teacher, right? Or, yeah. no, it's a college professor. Um, so there it's, was a... Isn't that right? He was, was taking Kirk classes Connors, who was his college professor in the first, in the Tobey Maguire movies, and they were gonna eventually have right. The Lizard. But That's I right. think he was his high school teacher in this. So, a high school, like, Mystery teacher created this um, serum that turns him into a lizard. It's based on goes regrowing their limbs and stuff. Sounds yeah, like this guy so. needs to not be teaching high school chemistry. <laughs> no so, offense. To be fully honest, I don't remember if it's a high school teacher or not. It might just be like a scientist. Hmm. But there's no way I'm going to spend more energy thinking about the plot of that movie to figure it out. That's really what does it for me. Why I can't love this movie. Um, what about Dennis Leary as Emma Stone's dad? I liked him. I like Dennis Leary. I think he's funny. Yeah. He always like. Just play, he's a good sarcastic dude. Yeah. Then um, he then he dies at the end, and his yeah. last words are like, "Stay away from my daughter." Yeah. And Peter's like, "All right." And then by, even before okay, this not... movie ends, he's like, "Nah, I'm just kidding." <laughs> a jerk. Let me acquire what have done that. By the way, <laughs> don't you think uh do you think Dennis Leary looks a lot like Willem Dafoe? I used to yeah. get them confused all the time. No, yeah, they definitely does. Let's um, keep reusing the same So then jumping to the Amazing Spider Man two in twenty fourteen. Yes. Um did you see this I, one? I did not. I heard it was like really crappy. So this is another one with too many villains, and the problem was they were trying to get started on a Sinister Six movie. Right. So they the had um, Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. Yeah. They had um, Jamie Foxx as Electro, mm-hmm. and he was actually a good Electro. Isn't Electro? Is Electro like Shocker? No. Okay. No, Shocker's different. Same powers? No, Shocker is just a dude who has like gauntlets that are electric and he can like punch people. Okay. Um, Electro is just like a giant ball of electricity, basically. Um, They have Dane DeHaan, who is Harry Osborn, and like they were going to set him up to be a villain. They have, uh, they were setting up, I think, um, a Green Goblin as well, like a Norman Osborn Green Green Goblin. Huh. And yeah, so it was just too many things going on, but more than anything else it was just a bad movie yeah it's kind of that sounds like if it if it really was basically just like a setup for the other movies that's just not a good way to mm-hmm. make a movie yeah there was a post credit scene like they were laying the groundwork for Sinister Six and no but they do well, kill Emma Stone in this movie oh no really yeah that's the famous thing that's the only reason that Gwen Stacy is um so Gwen Goodness. Stacy as a character, she's known for being for being I knocked over my mic. Oh. Um Gwen Stacy as a character 
she's falling down an elevator shaft. Uh, Spider-Man is trying to save her, so he shoots a web at her. Mm-hmm. And he stops her from hitting the ground. Oh. But what? it snaps her neck. Oh, the web. Did that happened in this movie? Yeah. Oof, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, and that's like one of the tragedies of Peter Parker's life. Uh. So they did that in that movie, and that was fine. But just the the rest of the movie being so bad, it just ruined any impact that had, I think. But they were still... It, it, the problem was it didn't make enough money. They were still going to make a third one. Huh. The reviews were so bad? The reviews were so bad, and it didn't make any money. And so they were also going to do another like Venom thing from this one? I don't know. Venom wasn't in this one. Okay. But, okay. And this was still... This was right before, at the point, Spider-Man was in a different universe from everything else, including X-Men? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Fox owned the X-Men. Right. Sony Fox. owns... Okay. Sony owns Spider-Man and the related characters. Um, and then what happened was, because this movie did so poorly... And Marvel had been trying to get the rights to Spider-Man for the MCU for such a long time. Mm-hmm. So, and there was also that big hack at this time, the North Korean hack. That's right. Of Sony. Wow. Uh, because they released the interview. Yeah, which was a happy movie. Yeah. Um, and North Korea was so pissed off. <laughs> so they hacked Sony, and um, that led. To a series of dominoes where the person in charge of the studio left the and I think the new person decided to loan the rights to Spider-Man to back to Marvel Studios huh. you know I think we really missed out on what would have made that an even more memorable experience if the hack had happened while Donald Trump was president <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> like, how great that would be ah <laughs> uh. It might still, you know. Stay tuned. Still got a couple years. So after this debacle, Mm -hmm. finally decided to reboot Spider-Man again within how many years? Like four years? Yeah, I think so. 2007 to 2016. So... First... Yeah. Yeah. So here's what happened. Captain America: Civil War in 2016. Mm-hmm. They did. They I think had a great casting with Tom Holland. Yeah. And I think that's he's universally regarded to be a great uh, choice. Has he been in like anything else? I think he was in maybe The Impossible. With Ian McGregor. Okay. He's pretty young, right? Yeah, he is really young. Um, And that's that's the reason they cast him. Yeah. They want um, Kevin... Is it Feige or Feige? Uh, I have no (laughs) no idea. I'll just call him K-Dog. K-Dog has said in interviews that he wants to... uh, like follow the progression of Tom Holland's Spider-Man from high school to like college to post-grad. If, okay. So they're going to be doing these movies forever. Okay. So they introduced him in Captain America Civil War. Um, they did a really good job. 
Then um, they did Spider-Man Homecoming, which you did not see, right? I did not. I did see Captain America Civil War, so... Uh, it, and I've so, seen uh, Avengers. I kind of, like, know. Yeah, so the um, Homecoming was a really, really good movie. Um, it's in the top three Spider-Man movies, I'd say. Oh, really? I think it's number two after Spider-Man 2. Okay. Um, and that's good. Yeah, and the bad guy is the vulture, Michael Keaton, as the vulture. Yeah, Michael Keaton's awesome. Yeah, and some meta casting as Batman exactly. and Birdman. <laughs> yeah, Birdman. And it's incorporated really well into the MCU. His motivations are he was like, uh, he had the contract to clean up the damage from the Battle of New York in the Avengers in 2012. Oh, and then hilarious. Tony Stark like took that away from him, so he's like mad, and he's like trying to kill Tony Stark's. Are you serious? Yeah, he's like trying to mess with Tony Stark's business interests, and that's why Iron Man is in this movie. Oh. And also, cool. Iron Man recruits Spider-Man in Civil War. Right. And um, the whole movie is like Peter trying to prove that he could be an Avenger now. Right. So it's a really good movie. You should definitely okay. check it out at some point. And so, in this one, there's still no Mary Jane? There is sort of a Mary Jane. Okay. Zendaya is, is I think, supposed to be... She's called MJ. (laughs) Yeah. So they they didn't commit all the way? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's kind of dumb. And then... um, Yeah, and then Infinity War this year... Where Spider-Man, uh, he has like this the cool iron spider suit. That's like during Homecoming. There's a little bit about that suit, but I'm not gonna. Mm. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that like uh, Tony Stark makes this suit for Peter Parker at some point. Right, right. Because it's like it's called the Iron Spider suit. Yeah, I remember he goes into space. Yep. So he's in space. He's part of the big crossover movie and. Yeah. Then he dies. Uh-huh. And he gets he gets turned to dust. Yep. I guess that's feel it so for, good anymore. For the Spider Man franchise, so I'm looking forward to the next reboot. Yeah, I can't wait. Um Yeah, I heard that they they're not doing they decided not to do the next Yeah, they just cancelled all the movies were, at this you know, point. They, they were decided like, to pack up their bags. You know. They made so much money. Who wants to be greedy at this point? Exactly. Um. <laughs> so I have one question about Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming. Yeah. So Donald Glover is in that movie. Yes, he is. Even though he campaigned to be Spider-Man, which he he's too old at this point. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Donald Glover, um, is in this movie as the Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis, who is, who is the Prowler. Okay. So, Aaron Davis is the uncle of Miles Morales, uh-huh. who is the a, new Spider-Man. A Spider-Man. Yeah, so... Um, the, in the also ulti- voiced <laughs> Miles Morales in the, what you're going to say, in the Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, so he voiced Miles Morales in the Ultimate Spider-Man movies, uh, uh, the TV show, I mean. Um, but... Oh, wow. There, there's a line in Spider-Man Homecoming where Childish Gambino is like, 
no, I don't want like something to happen in New York. You know, my my nephew lives in New York, or uh, so they're laying the groundwork to introduce Miles Morales in this main continuity. I think. Um, okay, that's hilarious. I didn't realize. So he campaigned to play Spider-Man in 2010. Yeah, and then seven years later, they put him. So two reboots later. <laughs> that was right after Community. I think he wanted to be Spider-Man. Yeah. But, you know, if he was Spider-Man, we never would have gotten a lot of Childish Gambino stuff, I think. That's true. He probably wouldn't have been Lando in the Han Solo movie, either. That's also true. Um, Which, thank God, he was, because, I mean, where would we be without that? Um, there's a 2017 Spider-Man animated um, show with Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And is it kind of like a Nightwing Robin thing? I, or one's older? I don't actually know. It's um, maybe, but so there's a few things now to talk about. So there were two other Spider-Man related movies this year. There was yeah. Venom, right? Which Sony finally made the Venom movie that they've been trying to since 2007. I didn't realize that was Sony. Yeah. So, so they rebooted that. Well, no, it's... Um, so the agreement with with Marvel Studios was they were going to let them use a Peter Parker Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And Sony has all the rights to these adjunct characters. So they have Eddie Brock and Venom. They have, um, I think, all the villains, unless they let Marvel use them in a movie. Mm-hmm. They have Black Cat... Um, and Silver Sable, and they were going to make another movie called Black and Silver, but they canceled that. Um, And so they have this whole adjunct Sony Marvel universe that they're doing. And the first installment of that was Venom. Okay. Or, as Eminem likes to say, Venom. Okay, that song was stupid. That was a great song. (laughs) Um, yeah, so the first installment was Venom with Eddie, uh, with Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. Right. So I saw this last night to prepare for this episode. Venom? Yeah. Okay. And? and? It, I think it has something like a 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. And because I've been hearing months of negativity about this movie, I thought it was fine. It didn't look like it was going to be that bad. Like, I, I, I expected it to be like... Eh, mediocre. Yeah. But it had really bad reviews. Yeah. It actually looked kind of cool, too. Yeah, so a lot of the criticism... People said that it feels like an early 2000s superhero movie that somehow made its way to this time, Hmm. which is fair. Um, People said that Tom Hardy's accent was terrible, which is just a thing Tom Hardy does, I think. Do you remember Bane? Yeah. I think he just has a weird voice. Maybe Tom Hardy has a speech impediment. Yeah not cool you can't you can't criticize yeah someone for that in 2018 yeah god get woke um (laughs) and people said it's stupid to do a venom movie without spider-man and i think venom works perfectly well without spider-man yeah i do too um i feel like there were some venom but like venom like had its own game or something like that Venom became super popular in like the nineties where some people just like Venom more than Spider Man because he was so 
such a cool character. Yeah. Um, this so who's the who's what? the bad guy in this? So the, Venom has like his whole home, his own whole like sub continuity now because as you said, like even in the comics, they're becoming more and more separate. Right. Um, so there are all these other symbiotes, mm-hmm. and. By symbiote, you mean like an alien entity, uh, like kind of combines itself with this with Tom Hardy's character mm-hmm. and gives him the powers and puts itself around his skin. That's yep, why yep. he looks like Venom. Yeah, and so the symbiotes have their own consciousness and they like pair with a human. And um, so the villain of this movie is another symbiote called Riot. Who pairs with um, the evil like Elon Musk type <laughs> character played by Riz Ahmed? Uh, this whole movie is set in San Francisco, by the way. Did you know that? Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out then. Yeah, you should. Um, so they don't have carnage in it. I'll. I'm gonna. Do you want me to? Uh, I'll spoil a little bit about the movie for you because okay. it has. It's unrelated completely to the main plot. So one of the post credit scenes in this movie is. Uh, Eddie Brock is like, oh, I got this interview, like this great interview, because um, he's a reporter. Uh-huh. So in the post-credit scene, he's like going to the Supermax prison that goes into this like to talk to the serial killer dude. And the do you know the character Cletus Cassidy? Mm-mm. Do you know no. the other famous Spider-Man symbiote, Carnage? I sure do. So Cletus Cassidy is the host for Carnage. Oh. And so in this scene, the serial killer turns his head up to the camera. <laughs> it's Woody Harrelson. Oh, God. In a carrot top wig. What? Yeah, cause, and he's Cletus Cassidy. Oh, my God. I can see this. Yeah. So they're setting up so Carnage for the sequel. And this movie made a, a ton of money, Venom. So they're making... They're definitely making a happening. sequel. Yeah, All they're right. definitely making a Venom too. And because it worked, um, they're doing a whole. They're they're going ahead with their plans for future Sony Marvel movies that are separate from the MCU. With like bad guys from Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're doing a Morbius the Living Vampire movie with Jared Leto. Leto. Oh my God! Why is he in so many? He needs to stop fast. They're do they're they have plans for a Craven the Hunter movie. Okay. The and they canceled plans for this uh Silver and Black movie, but I think they might do something with those characters still. Okay. And I think that might be it. So far. Okay. But the second post credit scene of okay. Venom yeah. was actually a teaser for Into the Spider Verse. Really? Yes. It, it says, like? meanwhile, in another universe. Oh, cool. And is there anything else you wanted to talk with about? Oh, no, I wanted to hear about this movie. All right, so let me tell you about Into the Spider-Verse. I saw Into the Spider-Verse yesterday mm-hmm. at an early screening. I saw both. I saw both of them yesterday, yeah, for this episode. Right. So they were doing early screenings because it has really good word of mouth, and for a movie like this... They want word they of want mouth. They want big podcasters to, to like talk about it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Um, it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa. Yeah. And the main character of this movie is Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. So they have Miles Morales, and this is an adaptation of the 2014 uh, comic arc called Spider-Verse. Okay. Did you ever read that or hear about that? No. All right. Well, that's why I'm here to tell you about it. Yeah. So Spider-Verse is... Well, so Miles Morales was initially in the Ultimate uh, Marvel Universe, which was like their own side universe. And so in this continuity, Peter Parker of that universe dies, and Miles Morales later gets spider powers and takes on the mantle of Spider-Man. Okay. And he has like slightly different powers. And then they, because comics, they eventually like fold him into the main universe. Mm-hmm. So now there's two Spider-Men in the main universe. There's Peter Parker and there's Miles Morales. But one of the events uh, before I think he got folded into the main universe is Spider-Verse. So there are these alternate realities with different versions of Spider-Man. Um, so they have a Japanese anime one, SP, two slashes, That's awesome. uh, DR, so like spider and it's, Spider-Man. Yeah. So it's this Spider-Man robot uh, wow. controlled by this um, this Japanese girl. And that's one of the Spider-Men. They have so Gwen cool. Stacy, who um, in, her, in this version of reality, her Peter Parker dies, and she gets bitten by the spider. Are you serious? So, yeah, so she becomes... Spider-Gwen? She's Spider-Woman in her own uh, universe, and then like for the comic they eventually made for her, they called her Spider-Gwen. But then they changed the name to Ghost Spider. So she's both Spider-Woman, Ghost Spider, and Spider-Gwen. All three of those. Um, She was a really popular character after they introduced her, actually. Um, They have Spider-Man Noir, set in the 1930s. (laughs) All black and white. What? Um, They have Spider-Man 2099, who actually wasn't made for the Spider-Verse event. But uh, they included him in it because, like, he already existed. Uh Uh-huh. And they have various other Spider-Men. There's like a ton. That's the whole point. They have um, a version of Uncle Ben who became Spider-Man. What? Yeah. So it's like this crazy comic of like crossover event, and That's it was so really cool. successful. And um, I think this is when they also introduced in the main Marvel universe. They introduced another Spider character called Silk, mm-hmm. who is an Asian American woman who was bitten by the same spider that bit Peter. So she mm-hmm. has the same Spider-Man powers. So they like went friggin' crazy expanding Damn. the Spider-Man stuff. That's cool. And for this movie, they, it's a origin story for Miles Morales, mm-hmm. and it also uh, is all these other Spider-Men. That so, sounds awesome. So there's Spider-Gwen in it. There's, uh, his, um, there's a couple different Peter Parkers, one of them voiced by Jake Johnson, one of them voiced by Chris Pine. Um, there's Spider-Man Noir, who's the okay. 1930s black and white Spider-Man, voiced by Nicolas Cage. My God, are you kidding? I'm not kidding. Um, they have this Japanese anime spider robot thing, and they have uh, Spider Ham. <laughs> Peter Porker. Peter Porker, uh, voiced by John Mulaney. Oh my gosh. And I I think 
I have no confirmation on this, but I think the inspiration in the Spider-Verse comic event for making the character of Spider-Ham was the Simpsons movie. (laughs) Spider-Pig? Yeah. That would be my guess. I mean, it has to be, right? It has to at least be in the background of your head. Yeah, maybe. Oh my gosh. So this is... see this. uh, And there's there's a few other things in this movie... And I don't want to spoil them, but there's a really cool... There's my favorite post credit scene of anything in a while. Okay. Um, and I think this is like already on track to do really successful, so they're going to be sequels and spinoffs to this. Oh, yeah. And one cool thing, which I don't think necessarily counts as a spoiler because it's not confirmed, it's just a theory. Mm-hmm. So Jake Johnson's version of Peter Parker... I think it's supposed to be a continuation of Tobey Maguire's version. Really? Yeah, because they have like a few montages and stuff in the movie of his life, and they have a lot of scenes from the Sam Raimi movies. movies. They have like the car flipping into the restaurant. I think they have the dance. They have the upside down kiss. (laughs) So it's meant to be, if not exactly Tobey Maguire's version, it's meant to be like... At least a nod to it. Yeah, it's like uh, Uh. he's an older one. He's like in his 30s or 40s. That's awesome. And it would have been cool if they had Toby Maguire play him. They actually were considering that at some point. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it works really well on its own as like a Miles Morales story. Okay. So. With all these other cool characters. Yeah, they rope it in. Like, they make it like a really effective part of his origin story. Okay. So overall, it's a great movie. The a lot of, They have all the um, villains at least make a cameo, I think. And they have the Aaron Davis Prowler as a uh-huh. major character in this also. Ooh, I really want to see this. You should definitely see this movie. Um, that's crazy. I feel like they didn't like do it much marketing for it, or at least it didn't reach me. Yeah. Um, but like weeks ago. I think it's because everyone expected it to be really, really bad because yeah. it has this really um, out there animation style. Mm-hmm. Everyone expected it was just going to be like another cash grab by Sony because they are not known for making quality movies, honestly. Right. So, but it was by the people who made the Lego movie. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Miller and Phil Lord or something like that. So they kind of like let them do what mm-hmm. they wanted and get interfere as much? Yeah, and unlike Han Solo, they didn't get fired. Oh, they were supposed to do Han Solo. Yeah, they filmed most of the movie and then got fired. Damn. Um, the animation style of this movie is really, really cool. You should. That's maybe oh, my my second favorite part of it. Okay. It looks like a living comic book. Uh-huh. Is the best way I can describe it. Wow. But even weirder than that. Okay, I will definitely see this. And you should definitely I see saw, this. I saw. I was looking at the reviews, and a lot of them said like what you said it's like second best movie after spider-man 2 yeah i I think this is definitely the second Uh, actually no i initially said homecoming i think this is better than homecoming okay yeah and it made me really excited for whatever they end up doing after this yeah and the reason that i one of the reasons that i like this movie is that because they like have this whole multiverse now in the in these movies all of the different reboots and stuff are their own canon. Mm-hmm. And I think there's the potential down the line, if they ever want, to like cross them over. Maybe by having like Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield voice 
one of the one of these animated characters or like a live action thing because it's all that out there now. Awesome. That'd be so cool. Yeah. When they did the Spider Verse event in 2014, in my head I was like, "Wow, what if they make a movie with all the these characters? That'd be great." Oh yeah. Um, I hope so. And I was reading this. There's this theory, maybe, that the reason they made Venom PG-13 instead of R mm-hmm. was because they want him to fight Tom Holland Spider-Man at some point. Mm. But I was reading this uh, article yesterday that basically said maybe they're going to have their own Spider-Man fighting Venom, but it'll be the Miles Morales version. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of possibility for where everything goes from here, separate from the stuff they're doing in the MCU, which is like, it's good, but it's yeah. we've seen Peter Parker a million times before. Yeah. So I'm really, it, it, this is the movie that got me excited for the future of this franchise. Oh, that's awesome. And they can, as long as they have like creative people working on it and studio doesn't screw things up like they did before. Yeah. This could be awesome and like take it in new directions. Yeah, absolutely. We don't need to see the radioactive spider anymore. Um, the villains in this are cool also. Um, the main bad guy is Kingpin voiced okay. by Liev Schreiber. Uh-huh. And they have various other bad guys. Yeah. And I think with that it brings us to the end of our discussion of Spider-Man in TV and film. Yes. Except, is there anything else you wanted to add before? For TV, no, nothing for TV and film, I think. All right, so I think it's just the last question on the table. Which combination of actors who played (laughs) Spider-Man would make the best Spider-Man? I would have to say... Tom Holland, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield. No, you only get two. And the Japanese guy who plays Spider-Man. <laughs> you only get two. I get two, okay. I would have to say um, Patrick Harris from the cartoon <laughs> and Drake Bell also from the cartoon. God damn it, you're brilliant. Um... What about uh, oh, me? I'd say um, uh, Tom Holland is is great. I have I think he's the best. I just want Tom Holland, and uh, honestly, I don't want anyone else. I feel like he's doing a great yeah. job. Yeah, he's I'll, like I'll, nerdy. Yeah, high school. Yeah, so. Just for shits and giggles, I'll go Tom Holland and Donald Glover, because maybe there's an alternate universe out Ooh. there where Donald Glover was Peter Parker. That would be awesome. What about the best combination of movies? Um, Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go into the Spider-Verse, even though I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> All right, well, that was my answer. I'm super also. excited. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I got you excited for this. Yeah, I'm I think I think it's a really good it movie. It's definitely worth week. seeing. Yeah, we'll see it. All right, good holiday movie. Yeah, bring bring the whole family, bring the kids, <laughs> bring them all, all my kids. There were some kids, like some babies, at this preview yesterday, and they were like crying and like just bawling at some scenes. That was scary. Yeah, I guess. And, like they left That's the theater. Funny. That's hilarious. Yeah. Alright, any last thoughts on Spider-Man? 
no, I think that wraps it up. Alright, so join us next week. We'll talk about full Spider-Man comic book series. <laughs> or talking about every every comic book arc. Oh god, could you imagine? So you have a lot of reading to do. I, no. <laughs> Zombie Spider-Man. Alright. Thanks for listening to a serious, serious, but most important series. See you next week. Good work. Spider-Man. <laughs>